Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Every team has a plan. Every fan has an opinion. In-depth discussion and analysis. Bob Stoffer and Jack Michaels on the road with the Oilers. Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown in studio. If the Oilers make a move, we will too. NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Hope you're having a great morning. It's 1135. We are live in the Hall of Fame room at Rogers Place. The trade deadline in 85 minutes from now, no activity involving the Edmonton Oilers. Remember, they made a couple of trades a week and a half ago. Cam Talbot goes to Philadelphia for Anthony Stellars. We have yet to see him play a minute in net for the Edmonton Oilers. And Ryan Spooner traded to Vancouver for Sam Gagne. And what an impact he's been able to have a couple of goals in four games with Edmonton. The Oilers in Nashville tonight to start a five-game road trip. We'll have the face-off show at 4.30, and the game will start at 6. The most significant trade today involving the Winnipeg Jets and the New York Rangers. The Jets getting Kevin Hayes, and they give up Brendan Lemieux, a 2019 first-rounder, and a conditional 2022 fourth-round pick. And to discuss that and where the Jets might be headed this spring from CJOB in Winnipeg, it's our good friend Kelly Moore. Kelly, how are you doing? I'll tell you, Reed, people are up in arms over that conditional fourth-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet they are, and I, I, just special for you, Kelly, I got an old friend of yours with me right here. It's Rob Brown. i tell you, as soon as I heard uh, Brownie in the uh, introductions, I was hoping I'd get a chance to at least uh, sneak in a quick high and uh, uh, watch the uh, tremendous ceremony for Shane Doan last night. And boy, I'll tell you, you feel old when uh, Rob Brown is referred to as a veteran broadcaster and Shane Doan is talking about himself as being ancient because I remember when those guys were 15 and 16-year-olds. Yeah, Kelly and I go back a long, long ways. Uh, I think when I was 16 in Kamloops, Kelly, we rode the buses together for quite a while in (laughs) Kamloops. Uh, How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well. You know, it's been kind of an interesting morning because... uh, Guys, uh, with what happened last night in Arizona with Josh Morrissey going down with the injury, and uh, boy, it did not look good as he skated off the ice. I'm not a doctor, uh, but I think I can surmise that it was a shoulder clavicle or collarbone issue of some sort. And I would have thought, and of course you just mentioned there's still 85 minutes to go for the trading deadline. I might have thought that the Jets might take a look at... uh, bolstering their blue line with Dustin Bufflin also out right now, but but so far they've stayed to the plan of adding that top six forward. With the, with the Jets yeah. and the way the season has gone for them, you know, it was a great start. Halfway through the year, everything's going well for them, but they've hit a, a bit of a bump right now. The trade they made today with Hayes, is that because of the way they've been playing as of late? Is that to stock up because they see teams like Dallas getting someone, San Jose getting someone, and prepare for the playoffs, or is it a combination of, of maybe both? 
I don't know uh, that the five games or, or the February fallout, if you want to call it that, where they've only won three times in the last ten, has impacted on that at all because the Kevin Hayes to Winnipeg rumor has been out there for quite some time now, and the Jets have made no secret uh, that they really wanted to bolster their top six, not because they feel they have to keep up with the Joneses or anything else like that. It just they saw the benefit of of the number of different options that Paul Stastny gave them last year, and, and they really see Kevin Hayes being able to provide that for them again this year. As you guys well know, it, it definitely starts all up the middle as far as championship teams are concerned. So uh, they feel pretty good about the array of centermen and the various things that they can do uh, as they uh, get ready for another postseason. Uh, I tell you, it will be interesting, though, guys, if Kevin Hayes can even come close to making the same kind of difference for this hockey club that Paul Stastny did last spring, then, uh, well, I'll tell you what, the, the, the Jets will be in pretty good shape uh, uh, once uh, crunch time rolls around. Tell us a little bit about the Jets' prospect pool, because obviously they give up Brendan Lemieux, who we've seen playing in the NHL this season. I don't, you know, I don't know if he was going to pro- projected to be a, a an amazing scoring forward, but he'd been playing in the NHL, and obviously they part with a first round pick. And I, I know you joked about about the fourth rounder in 2022. We'll see about that. But I mean, obviously this is a team that feels very comfortable parting with a, a pick and a player. And, and to add that they gave up a first round pick last year as well. So that's back to back seasons they've given up first round draft picks exactly and i was on with dave campbell probably about three three and a half weeks ago and and i was shocked when i got the call to come on here because i was the guy that was on the air saying i will be surprised to no end if the jets do give up first rounders in back-to-back years considering their template and their philosophy but obviously that's been trumped by the window of opportunity to to win now uh, or possibly next year if they decide to play Jacob Truba as an unrestricted free agent. Uh, So, you know, their window of opportunity might not be as extensive as you would think for a team uh, with the, uh, you know, the the young talent that they have. Uh, But, uh, you know, certainly from the, uh, I guess from the aspect that, uh, you know, you you have so many different young players uh, that are either contributing right now in the Jack Roslevics, in the Kyle Connors, You've got Mason Appleton, who has really established himself uh, as a a regular forward on this team. Uh, You know, defensively, Dylan Sandberg and Logan Stanley, uh, you know, uh, look to to, to be something in the future. Then Christian Besselainen, when he gets back from Finland and and starts to develop within the system, is another option up front. So they feel that the the cupboard is well-stocked enough, uh, obviously, that they can make the kind of a deal that they made today to bring in Kevin Hayes. Kelly Moore from CJOB in Winnipeg joining a special trade de- deadline coverage on 6:30. Chad presented by AMJ Campbell. The division race is now even a little more interesting with St. Louis hardly ever losing for about the last month. I know you always want to finish as high in the standings as possible, and, and I know once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. But I think especially this year, Kelly, there's an extra value to winning your division in the regular season and getting one of the wildcard teams. I mean, we've been calling it the Turtle Derby here in Edmonton for those two wildcard spots, and and I would I would think you'd like to avoid Nashville or St. Louis in the first round if you can. You probably would for sure. Uh, and, and they feel like they are in position to do that. They have three more games left against Nashville. They don't have any against St. Louis. They 
they finished up against the Blues uh, before Christmas. It was just one of those weird quirks in the schedule, and they caught St. Louis uh, when the Blues were struggling. So maybe that was a uh, uh, a real positive quirk uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. But you know, I thought that last year when Nashville was able to head, finish ahead of Winnipeg, that that would make a difference. And then look at how that Central Division final played out, where home ice really wasn't an advantage at all, especially in game number seven. So uh, I, I think that both of, of those teams, and when I'm speaking about the Predators and the Jets, still feel like they are the teams to beat in the division. It'll be interesting to see if St. Louis can sustain this over the long haul. Man, they've been on such a great run, but will they be able to continue to do that? Uh, and, uh, and so I think the Jets and the Predators will want to try to set the tone now for the rest of the way once the deadline is passed today to play at a certain level as consistently as they can because let's face it when you look at these guys at Rob I think you asked how's the season gone you know it's been pretty good for the most part uh, but after what this team accomplished a year ago it was expected to be even better and it has not so there's still time to to get on a real sustained roll and create some uh, momentum and certainly some confidence for the postseason. Well, one addition that the Jets will have for the the last 20 games is not an addition through trade, but it's addition through uh, he's produced in the last couple games is Patrick Laine, who went through a very long dry spell. He scored, I believe, in back-to-back games. He's got three goals in those two games. Is he back on track? And what was the problem with Patrick Laine for the last month? He, I think he's got his mojo back. And, and Rob, you know uh, that for goal scorers, uh, you know, it... Confidence is such a huge, huge thing. And with Patrick Lyon, he started the season uh, as cool as a a cucumber, if I could use that terminology. Then they went to Finland, and, man, he had a November that was absolutely incredible. 18 goals during the month of November. But then he went silent again through December, January, and a good chunk of February before he finally broke loose on Friday night in Vegas. And I, I think part of it, is the you know the league's had a chance to do a little scouting on Patrick Lyonet, but even last night, everybody knew that one timer was coming, you know, at the bottom of the uh, left circle, his office, and yet he still found a way to sneak it through. I don't think he was shooting the puck any differently than what he was before, but the big difference, I think, Rob, is uh, probably he wasn't maybe shooting enough. Last night he had 15 shot attempts on net. Seven of them were on range, six were blocked, and two missed the net. So uh, that that shows me at least that uh, he's feeling pretty good about his game. Kelly, thanks for the update from Winnipeg. I know you have a lot going on there too, but the Jets looking pretty good once again. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Anytime. Good to talk to you again, Browner. Good talking to you, Kelly. Kelly Moore from CJOB in Winnipeg. The Jets get Kevin Hayes from the Rangers this morning. A trade just coming down. Well, most of a trade. Derek Broussard goes to Colorado. The Florida Panthers at the moment have acquired TBD. They did say up on the big screen they they were watching. They said it was a third-round pick, so I don't know if that's finalized or not. TBD might be a better player. (laughs) (laughs) True. It has been a uh, quiet day for the Oilers to this point. The deadline's in an hour and 15 minutes. We'll check in with Hockey Hall of Fame writer Jim Matheson when we get back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back NHL trade deadline coverage on 630 Chet presented by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. You're listening to NHL trade deadline day brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move only on Oilers radio 630 Chad. So the latest deal Colorado gets Derek Broussard and a sixth round pick. The Florida Panthers get a 2020 third round pick. We're about an hour and 11 minutes away from the trade deadline. We were talking to Kelly Moore from CGOB in Winnipeg as the Jets have made the biggest move of the day so far, getting Kevin Hayes from the Rangers for Brendan Lemieux, a 2019 first rounder and a conditional fourth rounder way down the road in 2022. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins in the Hall of Fame room inside Rogers Place and we're joined by Hockey Hall of Fame writer from Post Media, the one and only Jim Matheson. Jim, great to see you. Great to see you, and I hope uh, Broussard didn't buy a house between the Pittsburgh and <laughs> Florida and uh, Colorado trades. But at least he, uh, another one of those uh, deals where Florida was in Denver to play the Avalanche, so he just walked down the hall into the other dressing room as opposed to the Panthers' room. And that's a major uh, fall for Derek Broussard, who a couple of years ago was attracting first-round draft choices, and now he's, he's traded for a third-round draft choice. Um, that shows you how far down his uh, his stock has gone. Yeah, he hasn't played as well as everyone had projected. He, I mean, he's a guy that actually played under Hitch in Columbus a few few years back, and Hitch proclaimed him uh, a young superstar in the making. He probably hadn't even learned all the names on the new teammates in Florida before he had to move on to the next team. Uh, although, if he turns out to be... Well, I'll tell uh, you what, hey, one thing. The people in Florida, considering how many people go to the games, they probably didn't even know he was on the team. <laughs> he's on the team? That's probably a fair point. Where do they get him? Well, Colorado, the one the one problem that the Colorado Avalanche have had this year is they've had a lack, and we know what it's like in Edmonton, a lack of depth scoring outside of their top line. I'm sure they're hoping that Broussard can find some of the magic he's had before and they can find a second line in Colorado. Is there in a huge... Uh, playoff race as the Oilers are in, but they're ones that are just 1.0 right now going into today's games. Jim, we're here in the Hall of Fame room, which at the moment is not a hub of activity. Perhaps it'll... Uh, I'm looking at a lot of Hall of Famers on the wall here. Uh, uh, the owners won't be trading for one today. 60% of the people in this room are currently <laughs> on the radio. Now, we should say Keith Skretzky and the Oilers Brass are here, so we will get them later on. The team's obviously on the road in Nashville. You've covered a lot of trade deadlines, Jim. There will be big moves today. We're, we're waiting for some. You know, Kevin Hayes has already been traded. But it's not, there aren't as many big splashes as there used to be. Well, what, it, it, what changed? Well, I, it's, teams don't want to give up draft picks. They don't want to give up first-round draft picks unless they're picking really late in the first round. And they say, yeah, okay, fine. But those teams often then have two second-round picks, and they say, yeah, okay, fine. Like Winnipeg, you know, they, they, they'll trade their first-rounder, but they're, they're, it's a late first-round pick. So, uh yeah, I mean it's and it's the dollars. Teams know that they're going to give. They're not giving up a whole lot of, of prospects and draft picks for a player 
who is only less than 50-50 to sign for you, and even if he wants to sign with you, is $8 million or something, and you're thinking, I don't think we got $8 million to sign this guy. But the window for winning in this league and, and the competitiveness of the league, you're probably looking at, at you know, half a dozen teams saying, we've got a chance to at least get to the finals here, so let's, you know, get to the plate and, and make a swing here. And that's what Winnipeg does. I... Nashville has to make a move now. If Winnipeg's got Kevin Hayes and Nashville, I think Nashville has to get Mark Stone, myself. I, they don't have a whole lot at forward. They get, maybe have the best defense core in the league, but they don't have a lot. Of, uh, they don't have enough at forward, and I think that was evident last year in the playoffs against Winnipeg. Winnipeg just a little deeper at forward. So, so what do you think is going to happen here today? Well, here's two two-part question. What do the Oilers need or will do today? And what will the Oilers need and will do come summertime? Well, I think they'll make more moves at the summer. In the summer, teams at the, at the trading deadline just pick up rentals. At the summer, they'll they'll trade a player for a player, and then throw in some draft picks. Uh, they need forwards. I mean, they've got 12 forwards in Nashville, and then Connor's not playing. Um, it leaves them somewhat short-staffed. He's not playing, and they need some scoring forwards. So whatever they trade. And Keith Gretzky, I think he's done nicely. He's got, you know, he, he traded Cam Talbot's $4 million and picked up a guy making 760 and he traded Spooner, was never going to play another game for the Oilers for Sam Gagne. So I think he's done fairly well till now. He wants a prospect off another team, not a draft pick. Uh, but the prospect would have to be for Chase on. Um, somebody who's played two years in the minors and looks like a player who can step in and play and is you know, four or five years younger than Jason, who's 28. And, you know, in terms of Cassian, uh, if teams are looking at Cassian, I can't believe the Toronto Maple Leafs wouldn't be all over Zach Cassian. And just, just because he's he's tough enough and he can skate well enough to play in the playoffs. This isn't this isn't a, a guy with slow feet. He can play. And I don't think they're anywhere near tough enough as a team. So do you think if the Oilers make a trade today... What's the likelihood of them getting a player who could be on the roster, like who could jump in and play against the Leafs on Wednesday? Or do you think it's more likely somebody goes to the Condors? Uh, I, if there, I don't, I don't think Keith would trade for a player who's going to the Condors. Okay. Give up the players he's got. I think he'll just stay with the players. If he can't get a player that can come in and play, that can be at least as good as Josh Curry, or maybe a little bit better than Josh Curry. But he's not making it. I don't, you know. And that said, he's got a couple of players that, you know, Petrovich and and Reader. If he eats half of their contracts and and gets draft picks for them, I think he would do it. Okay. So right now, the the Oilers are in search of, of a general manager, uh, Ken Hitchcock, most likely not coming back. So they're going to have a new GM and a new coach coming in. How much freedom does Keith Gretzky have? And who's making final decisions on things that are being done today? Keith Gretzky, I think. I, I think the new GM just, uh, he's going to come in. Lots of GMs get jobs in the summer, and, and the team's already there. And he says, okay, now what am I supposed to do with this team? Okay. And usually the guy comes in and says, I need a year to look at the roster. Didn't, didn't Peter Shirelli say that yep. before he traded Taylor Hall? i got to see the roster first, and then I'll decide. And trading Taylor Hall, as we all well know, was, was not one of his better moves. Um... So uh, I don't think it really matters. I, I think he just wants to get rid of some money so that the owners can do some stuff this summer. Um, whether, you know, 
any trades they make this summer will be one out, one in, and that one in will be making less, presumably, than the player going out. So they get a little bit of money. But isn't that what they've been trying to do for the last oh, little I while? Oh, I know, and it hasn't worked, it hasn't, uh, worked real well. And, and you can't sign free agents if you have no cap room. So that's... Uh, Difficult. Looks like fourth and seventh round picks from Columbus to the Rangers for Adam McQuaid is the latest one that we have. Would you would you consider? Okay, here's a question: Do you think Columbus is all in this year? Yeah. <laughs> they're baby, they're all in. Well, they were interested in uh, Cronwell from Detroit too, but I don't think Nick wants to leave Detroit. He's going to start his career and end his career there. So that's good. Adam McQuaid is very tough. He's a third pairing NHL. He's a six. But he's very tough, mm -hmm. and that's that would have been a perfect pick for the Maple Leafs. Adam McQuaid, actually, he can play, and he's really tough. But uh, yeah, they're all in. They're uh, now it looks like they're they're saying, okay, if we lose Panarin, we lose Panarin. But we've got all our bases covered here. We got lots of forwards. We got next to defensemen. We still got goalie Bob and Net, and a better backup in Kincaid than Carpacello and. Uh, Way they go. Are they going to move Panarin today? I don't think so. You think they'll keep him? Yep. Jim, thanks for dropping by. I'll let you get back to work. Uh, <laughs> who am I talking to in here? That is Jim I'm going, out in, the, I'm going out in the street to interview the statue. The statue. <laughs> that is Jim Madison from Post Media. We'll take you into the Oilers now time slot with our special trade deadline day coverage. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, AMJ Campbell, make your best move. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.